Welcome to episode 23 of Decoding Security, presented by SiteLog. Technology is becoming more and more a part of our everyday lives. Just a couple decades ago, wearable tech was limited to things like watches, maybe a calculator watch if you were especially nerdy like I was, uh, and maybe some medical devices. Uh, most people didn't even carry a cell phone on them. Uh, these days, though, we've become nearly dependent on our cell phones, and that's even transitioning into wearable tech like smart watches and, and fitness trackers. Uh, there's been even some development into computerized glasses, automatic translation devices, things of that nature. Uh, before we really get into talking about wearable tech, though, uh, Ram and Jessica, what, what's going on in the news today? Yeah, so uh, it turns out uh, first ticket flying now, Ticketmaster. Uh, this was mostly in the UK, uh, but a data breach uh, for Ticketmaster UK, which was uh, a result of malware infecting their uh, website chat application, has stolen, let's see, name, address, email address, telephone number, payment details, and Ticketmaster login details of about 40,000 of their UK customers. So that's super cool. Yeah, that's a lot of information to be compromised through a chat system. Yeah, well, I mean... I, I personally tell chat agents literally everything about my life, don't you? Always. I hear you have something that's a little more serious-ish. <laughs> Actually, it, it's funny that, that it was a breach on the website that led to this uh, because uh, SiteLock just released their Q1 website insider report, which showed actually that website attacks increased about 14% compared to last quarter. Uh, quarter four, 2017, and they're actually up to the average website experiencing about 50 attack attempts per day. Um, now, that's not to say that all of those attacks are successful. It could be anything from malicious bot traffic to spammers to somebody attempting to upload a backdoor or exploit a cross-site scripting vulnerability. But the fact of the matter is attacks are on the rise again. Um, and interestingly, we found that in uh, previous quarters, crypto jacking malware was basically undetectable, which means that it was coming across in onesies and twosies. We were seeing it, but not in any kind of significant volume. Whereas in quarter one, it did jump to a solid 1% of all malware found was crypto jacking related. So we are seeing it rise. We're only expecting that to get uh, larger as quarter two and quarter three progress. So that's something to be aware of. Uh, but the old standbys, backdoor files, and shell scripts were 44% of infected sites had at least one backdoor, and 60% of infected sites had at least one shell script. So the old faithfuls are not going anywhere, and attacks are still on the rise. So it's important to take website security seriously. Um, you can check out the report on sitelock.com, and it does include some educational tips for everybody as well. Let's talk about wearables. Oh, Yes. Uh, so, I mean, most people, they think wearables, uh, you're probably thinking your Fitbit or uh, if you're going a little fancier, your Garmin thing. Uh, but, I mean, those are wearables, but nowadays they have medical devices like insulin pumps. Uh, those are wearable. They have ones with wireless connectivity. Uh, and, I mean, that's the kind of thing where if the security's not good on that, you could kill someone with it. So you probably want to... And, and we have reported in the past on actual pacemaker devices being hacked and causing issues and that they, need, they do need regular firmware updates. So it's not like we're talking about things that are in the far off future anymore. These, these things are happening now. Yeah. Well, I mean, no one's been murdered as far as we know by death by insulin pump. But I mean, I think I saw that on CSI. <laughs> I, I, think, it, I think you did. 
I'm pretty sure I also saw that episode. But it's one of the things that they did that's actually plausible. <laughs> Which is pretty rare, right? Exactly. Well, your your medical devices like your pacemakers, your insulin pumps, that kind of thing, are probably, hopefully, connecting and syncing data to some to a server that's HIPAA compliant. There's a good chance that other fitness trackers and lifestyle trackers, like that track things like blood pressure, oxygen in the blood, sleep, that kind of thing. Those may not be sending your data to a HIPAA-compliant server. Open S3 buckets. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of that stuff, you can tell a lot about a person's health and general medical state by a combination of like heart rate variability, uh, blood oxygen levels, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. You can can dig pretty deep into it. Yeah, it can definitely be indicative of bigger issues or overall health. So that's not necessarily something that you want with, you want to share with the whole world, right? Well, depends on who you are, but. Um, And then there's some do-it-yourself wearable now too, right, Ram? Yeah. Uh, Arduino-based computers are also small enough to wear in a lot of cases. And there's a lot of people doing, you know, do-it-yourself projects. Uh, They'll use them for anything from just like simple blinking lights, like little buttons that flash lights to like, massive cosplay dealies to actually like devices that are helping blind people navigate using like ultrasonic buzzers or you know things that'll buzz against your hand if you get within close proximity to something oh that's awesome yeah i know right uh so uh, the good thing about these is that uh they're probably the least likely to be hacked because most of them are one-off projects and i mean how they're connecting or connected is going to vary a lot uh how they're programmed is going to be pretty individualized uh the bad news is you have to make them yourself you probably can't you know buy a fully completed kit yet yet (laughs) i mean a lot of people use them for prototyping the stuff later down the line so that's true. That's how a lot of Kickstarters get started. So. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, uh, if you're interested in that kind of thing, there's a bunch of resources on the web. I recommend checking them out in case you want to stay ahead of the curve and step into the future. And we'll have links in our show notes this week as well that kind of go over some of the wearable tech. Um, and also some of what's really important, which is tips for your wearable tech, what to avoid, what to be careful with. Um, we recommend that you always update your privacy and security settings. A lot of these apps come with defaulted usernames and passwords that are changeable, but a lot of people, for whatever reason, convenience usually, I guess, don't bother changing them. You should go in and change your passwords and your usernames so that they're not using the default. Um, And also check the app permissions. A lot of these fitness trackers and smartwatches now are asking for things like permission to take video and photo and permission to record audio. Um, We saw with Facebook a few months ago recording text and phone conversations, uh, even though they had permission granted, that was a big deal. People did not like having their privacy breached in such a way. So, you know, be careful with the fine print and the the permissions that any application or any wearable device that you're that you're planning to use is is going to ask for yeah also check your social settings make sure that you're not you know automatically posting to facebook every time you go for a run or your heart rate goes over 150 bpm Mm -hmm. and and when you can you should use a separate network this kind of goes beyond um, just wearable tech to a kind of return to the Internet of Things, which is something that we've talked about quite a bit on this show. Um, and that's 
when you have the ability to remove things like your internet connected light bulbs, refrigerators, fitness trackers from your regular network where maybe your work goes through or your bills go through or your credit card information, you should do that. Use a guest network, set up a second you know, a second login, a second Wi-Fi network just for those devices. That way, if they are accessed, then, you know, attackers aren't getting access to everything in your life. Well, one would hope. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, the future is looking pretty interesting. There's going to be a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Just keep in mind that the same rules for Internet of Things stuff, uh, computer security, Cell phone security actually is going to be the one of the ones you're going to... Mobile security. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's more or less the same thing. Since most of these are going to eventually have most of those capabilities as far as what they can actually track. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's a really good point, too. That like, I don't think we realized when we all had flip phones and sidekicks 10 years ago that our phones would become so central to our lives, right? So... Maybe we maybe we don't think now that your Apple Watch or your Chromecast is going to be such a big part of your life or your Fitbit even, um, but it could. And it's good to develop those good habits now. Then it's easier to develop good habits now about your security with your wearables than it is to clean up once you've had your identity stolen. And as people move away from passwords we're looking more at biometric scanning and more even deeper personal identifying information being used to authenticate and wearables are exactly where that information is going to get hacked yeah um so with that i kind of want to send everybody away with one final tip as we do uh, and that's take it off for work Uh, I know that sounds weird, but a lot of wearables are unencrypted or they have unfiltered geolocating turned on by default. So always check your fitness app settings and turn off location sharing and update passwords and usernames uh, from the default. As we saw a few months ago with the RunTrack app giving away the location of top secret CIA bases overseas. Oh, yeah. You know, so make sure that you turn off location sharing and update your usernames and passwords again. I know we harp on that, um, but it really is important. And if you work in a facility that requires privacy, like, you know, a nuclear power plant or any other kind of critical infrastructure, leave it at home. You're not going to miss that many steps by leaving your Fitbit at home. Yeah, but all the radiation makes my step count like double, so... (laughs) It looks like I'm in way better shape than I actually am. I don't think that that's how you become a superhero. I could be wrong. You've got to get the, the spider in the radiation and then have it bite you. Okay. Oh, right. But, but, but I don't like spider bites. Yeah, me either. I'm allergic. I'm sorry. Meh. <laughs> All right, well, before we get too far off topic here, thank you, Jessica and Ram. Uh, for your insight to wearable tech and some of the, the ways that we can secure that. It's definitely interesting to think about uh, wearable tech and kind of where it's taking us into the future here. Uh, I also want to thank you, our watchers and listeners, for tuning in. Uh, be sure to come back next time and subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, Google Play, wherever else you may be watching or listening so that you don't miss any future episodes. And also, if you have any questions for the Decoding Security team, feel free to reach out to us at podcast at sitelock.com or on Twitter at SiteLock.
The music, Upbeat Forever, by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. Decoding Security is hosted by Jessica Ortega and Ram Gall and produced by Topher Tebow for SiteLock.